episode number 33. I had to double check. I thought it was number 32 um, when I was doing my preamble chat to myself. Um, oh, I almost forgot. I got a ring light because um, I'm an influencer now. Nah, because the I noticed if I don't record my podcasts at like golden hour during the day when the sun's out, they come out looking, I don't know, less than uh, less than ideal so not just the visual the video so if you're listening to this the audio doesn't get affected by the sunshine it doesn't make the um you know it doesn't affect the way i'm talking although i might be like a little bit flatter because i don't like it when it's not sunny um the video does get impacted so i bought a ring light a cheap one off ebay for like 30 dollars um so that I can fucking look sexy all the time when I'm filming my podcasts. And so that when I take photos of recipes that I put out, they will also look wonderful. Um, so yeah, here we are. Episode 33, talking a bit of shit. Um, speaking of recipes, I have made a commitment to myself. A small commitment, but a commitment nonetheless. I want to try and just put out a few more recipes. Like since I'm trying to eat healthier, I'm going to put out more recipes. I have officially got one um two three four five five recipes sitting in the bank at the moment filmed ready to go um i'm proud of myself did a big content haul on tuesday what day is today thursday tuesday yeah did a big content haul on uh, thursday so fucking got them locked and loaded ready to go um yeah happy days i so today was Good day. Ran this morning. My legs are fucking trashed um, from doing weights earlier in the week, which I'll touch on in a bit. But yeah, I decided, I was like, it's a good day. You know what? I'll go out and do some mowing. Um, you know, cut the grass. was getting a bit long. Fucking, you know, get it done. Get it done in the sun. Listen to a podcast. Enjoy it. And about an hour in, the fucking blade snapped off. So it was annoying. Um, and it's dark. Tried to fix it. And it's just... Not manageable at the moment for myself. I don't really know how to do it. I had a look and it's out of my fucking expertise. So yeah, gonna have to do some Googling and try and figure out how to do it, which was, yeah, it was fucking annoying. I was like, I'm keen to finish this and then record my podcast. It'll be fucking productive as shit. And then that happened. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then it was just so hot and I just got so like frustrated. I was like, fuck this. I'm going inside. So that's what I did. And here we are. Um, yeah. Otherwise, today's been a good day. Went for a run this morning. Slept in a bit and then went for a run at like 6.30, hit 15Ks. My legs were fucking trashed after doing weights, as I mentioned uh, this week. Getting back into the weights is, um, yeah, it's it's rattled my legs big time. Um, but before we get into that, let's go back. So when did I record last? It was Friday morning, I think it was. Yeah. How's that? Um, so... I didn't train at all last week. I was very tempted later on in the week on... What did I write here? It was nice to get up. So I was very tempted on the weekend. I um, On Saturday, I was so keen to sleep in. So keen to just sleep in for the day and like really fucking just chill out. But um, of course, as my body clock does, woke me up at 6.30 on the dot and I was like, can't get back to sleep. So I got up, had a coffee, then like fucked around with the dogs for a bit and then did some like podcast planning and then fucked around with the dogs for a bit and then like how to hit a tennis um which was weird i've never done that and then i was like all right what am i going to do now and it was like 8 30 and i was like oh god so i woke caitlin up and we went 
to the shops, um, which was cool. Uh, I woke her up early earlier than she'd like to get up because I was full of energy as I usually am. Well, as I'm as I usually am, but not after I exercise. So I didn't have any exercise on the weekend. I was ready to. Well, I wanted to. I felt like doing it. I was like, maybe I should train. I was like, nope. Hold off until Monday because you know you never really take a weekend to yourself. Um, so I did that. Then went to the shops. Had to get my gl- my eyes tested because um, I was worried. I was like, I need new reading glasses, and I wanted to get my eyes tested. I haven't had them done like over ten years, so I was like, probably should probably a good idea. Um, turns out I have fucking excellent, like better than twenty twenty vision, almost perf, almost like off the charts, long distance vision. Uh, as per all the tests, but my um, like reading up close needs a bit of needs a bit of help. Um, so I've ordered my glasses. Gonna go pick them up hopefully next week at some stage. They're in the fucking they're in the books. Um, tick that off. What else did we do at the shops? Went looking for a ring light, which I realised everywhere that sells them is just charging way too much money. It was ridiculous. So I went on eBay and got one. Um, Got some bagels, some bread. They have this fucking bread shop. I don't know what it's called. It's down the bottom. So if you've ever been to Doncaster, Westfield, it's down the bottom uh, near like where that big supermarket kind of place is. Not Coles, not Woolworths, the other one. Um, And they have like the fucking best bagels and the best pumpkin bread. It's so fucking delicious. So ripped into some bagels and pumpkin bread. I got heaps of peaches because I love Clinkstone peaches. They're the fucking best. So I got heaps of them from the, the big um, supermarket. They have the best fruit there as well. So fucking loaded up on them. Um, then, yeah, went out to dinner with some of Caitlin's, well, Caitlin's and my friends, I suppose. Um, went out to dinner at Red Sparrow, which is a vegan pizza restaurant. I thought it, they just had vegan options and they were a pizza restaurant. I didn't realize they were fully vegan. Um, let me take a sip of this. I've been ripping these mini kombuchas lately. I'm trying to be healthier with my choices in everything. And I figured kombucha was better than like no sugar um, Coke. Because it's more natural. So um, that's my choice. Drink of choice. And like sweeteners aren't good for your guts. Um, Which is my dilemma. My next dilemma which I'll talk about in a bit. I need to try and find more protein powder to take. Anyway. Yeah we went to Red Sparrow. Holy shit. Um. I am. I was baffled by how good it was. I got the chicken wings, the um, fucking waffle fries, and then a barbecue meat lovers. Oh, mate! Like, it is amazing. If you are looking for a pizza place to go to and you don't mind going to Collingwood, Red Sparrow is the place to go. Please, it's fucking fantastic. Um, I want to go there again this weekend and just get a takeaway pizza and eat it in the car. I don't give a fuck. It's so good. Like the cheese, the vegan cheese, they, it's the whole lot. It's just fantastic. So um, yeah, 10 out of 10 would recommend Red Sparrow. Fantastic pizza and everything really. Like I'm, I'm definitely going back in the next couple of weeks because I need to. Like I was saying, if I lived out that way, oh, dangerous. If I lived out that way and I wasn't doing triathlon shit, mate, I'd probably blow out in two weeks because um, I'd be eating there every night. Uh, then hmm, Sunday, that's right. So Saturday night we watched The King's Man, which um, is which which was a really good movie. Don't get me wrong, it was a really good movie. Um, but like, if you've seen the other Kingsman movies with 
like yeah the other kingsman movies they're they're better like this the king's man is a prequel to the kingsman movies um but i think it sets them up but it wasn't as good as the other ones like it was good don't get me wrong it had a pretty good storyline it was kind of similar in the action sequences and stuff like that but it wasn't it just wasn't as good it didn't have the same kind of um i don't know it just wasn't it wasn't as fucking you know didn't have the same kind of comic relief and shit like that that the other ones did like they were pretty funny as well as like hectic whereas it was this was hectic and it just it just lacked i don't know it just lacked something it lacked a bit of pizzazz so the other ones were better but this is worth watching um i'm not i wouldn't say it's not worth watching it's on disney plus so check it out the king's man um yeah so we watched that and then i stayed up i fell asleep a little bit during it and i was like i love falling asleep during movies because it's like i don't know i don't know how to describe it but like when you fall asleep watching something, it's it's just effortless. It's like, yes, like I embrace the shit out of it. I'm like, this is awesome. Like I'll catch up tomorrow and give a fuck. Like I'm going to sleep effortlessly right now. It is the fucking best feeling ever. Um, but then something happened and then I woke up and I looked like started watching the movie again. Then I was like fully invested and I was like, oh, shit, well, I'm in now. Um, there's no going back. So I just, just stayed up till the end and then went to sleep afterwards. So we didn't get to bed, I didn't get to sleep till like 11 o'clock and, um, which was late for me and it surprised me when I didn't get up at, didn't get up until eight o'clock on Sunday. Usually I struggle to get up earlier than seven, I struggle to get up later than seven o'clock, but because we went to bed so late, woke up at eight o'clock, I was so happy. I was like, fuck yes, this is the kind of sleeping I wanted on the weekend. Um, while not having training, I'd like to sleep in till after I would have finished my training if I had to do training if that made any sense whatsoever so that was really nice so we went up and we caught up with more Caitlin's friends from uni for breakfast um out in the middle of fucking like where was it Hampton so like past Brighton really far it was like an hour and 10 minutes or something a drive I was like I thought it was gonna be 40 minutes I was thinking yeah fuck 40 minutes will get me there no problem um check the GPS and I was like oh boy we're gonna be late <laughs> But that was really nice. Um, that what did we have? That avocado on toast. It was really good. I had really good coffee too, which was like fantastic. Um, but that was my weekend. And then Monday, I like by the time the end of the weekend rolled around, I was so keen to train. So I was lying there in bed on Sunday night. I'd teed up a swim with. I think I teed up a swim with Noah. I'd partially teed up a swim with Noah in the morning because he was either going to swim on Sunday or he was going to swim on Monday and I was like cool well I'll be there in the morning and then you know got there in the morning Noah, Noah rolled in and swam for a bit together and then we jumped in with the Eltham Try guys I was so happy to just get back into exercise it was the best um I, I didn't have anything programmed so I just could swim until I was done and I was like fuck it I'll just keep I'll just do my swim and then I'll finish their their swim set as well and then that'll do me and it was about 3.6k so I was fucking pumped with that hit up a sauna um and then the training in the afternoon I decided that I was going to do strength so before I run through what I did for my strength training um I decided on Sunday, I was like, I need to come up with a program, a, a rough structure or a rough shell of a program that I want to follow because I don't want to lose my fitness. I don't want to lose my swim fitness because I'm swimming stronger than I've ever swum before in my life. 
um, mainly because like as triathletes or someone who has picked up the sport in the last two years, we haven't really had more than six months of a pool being open consistently um, over the past two years. So it's made it really hard to build up you know, a super strong fitness, uh, super strong, super strong swim fitness game, because every time you get strong, the pool shuts and then you can't swim for like three months and you lose it all. So I'm at the point now where it's like, cool, I'm seeing fitness gains in the pool that I haven't seen ever. So I want to keep getting those gains. Um, so I don't want to lose that. So I was like, great, I need to swim at least three times a week, nine to 12, nine to 15 Ks. All right, um, which I was like, great, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, perfect. And then I was like, I want to hit at least three strength sessions a week. Um, and I was like, cool, I'll just tack them in with the swims, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, perfect, there we go. Um, and then I was like, cool, I still want to ride and I still want to run. Like, I don't want to lose my run fitness and I don't want to lose my ride fitness. I want to get stronger on the bike. So I was like, cool, what if I do Tuesday, Thursday, ride, run, or trainer and run, trainer and run um, on both those days. I was like, fantastic. Then weekends, I'll just do long shit. So like long ride, long run. Tick the fucking box. Um, so yeah, long ride, long run on the weekend. I think I'll try and this, I was thinking about this weekend. So I didn't do anything last weekend. This weekend's the first weekend out. I think I'm going to go for a two-hour ride. Keep it simple. Nothing too extreme. Maybe a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe go 50, 60 Ks. Um, may, I might even, yeah, I might ride on my TT bike. I'll see. I might just, you know, go out to Strathew when I'm back. Um, and then on the run, maybe 20Ks, something like that. Although I was talking to Noah, and I might swim with him. So I might run and then swim. So I might make it 15 or 16Ks run and then swim. Um, but anyway, that's my rough game plan of how I want to kind of tackle training. And then I spoke to Nicola, and she was like, yeah, that's, that sounds great. Um, so she hasn't programmed the last two weeks for me. and took a bit of a break, but I'm going to get her back on. To program from now on just to like I still want to build fitness I don't like what I was kind of looking for um, no I didn't want to stop training completely I just wanted the freedom of uh, like I wanted the freedom of not having a race sitting on my shoulder being like hey if you miss this session you're gonna do worse in the race now it's like there's no race if I miss this session it's like it's okay I don't need to put my pressure, uh, put that pressure on myself. If I miss a, miss a session, it's fine. You know what? Just move forward and keep going. Um, it's better than doing nothing. So that's gonna like that's a nice relief for me. It's nice to know that if I miss a session, it's not the end of the world. Um, so in terms of strength training, Monday I was my first session back in like three fucking months, which is it's been a long time, man. It's been a fucking long time. Um, and I was like, I need to ease into this shit big time. So I did like some pause squats at like 60 kilos. Um, did some fucking uh, Bulgarian split squats with like five kilos or something ridiculously light. And then I did heavy-ish deadlifts. I worked my way up to 130 for six um, because I was like, I wanted to put a little reel together. And I was like, I need to go somewhat heavy. So I did that, and then bench was just at 60. Did some pull-ups. I was surprised I could still do six pull-ups. I thought I was going to be able to do three. Um, so, yeah, then I finished with some core, I think, and some tire pulls. So 
Um, I want to, what did I write? I wrote some notes back on this. I'm back at training this week. Yeah, I'm so sore. So that railed me. I've been so sore ever since. And then yesterday, I did a bit of a session with Ben and um, did some front squats, did some shoulder press and some more core. And I'm just fucking railed, dude. Like swam yesterday afternoon, which was really nice to loosen the legs up. And then obviously ran this morning, but my legs are done. I was going to do another session today. I was going to ride, um, but I just, it's not, I just, no, I'm not interested. I'll do my ride next week. Fuck it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I want to do with my training. And then like my goals for my training, I want to try and like bulletproof my knees or strengthen my knees, strengthen my feet and strengthen my shoulders. And the things I'm looking to do, looking to do in, a, in order to do this is I want to do reverse sled pulls, which knees over toes guy swears by. I want to do knees over toes lunges, which I did a few of the other day and they're actually fantastic. So reverse uh, sled pulls and then knees over toes lunges, uh, barefoot sled pulls and barefoot, like I want to train barefoot. Um, then I want to do some barefoot running and I'll train all my strength sessions will be barefoot as well, or most of them will be. Um, the barefoot running I'm going to do is a cool down. So I'll hit my run, hit my main, like the main chunk of my run, which will be anywhere from like 10 to it could be 15 Ks. And then I'll try and hit between one and two Ks cool down around the oval with no shoes on. I did that on Tuesday. Tuesday I ran 12 Ks and then, you know, finished off with, I think I did the last two Ks around the oval and then I rode on the trainer in the afternoon, um, which was nice. It was really hard. Um, so yeah, I've only ridden once this week and I'm only going to ride. I'll do another ride on the weekend and that's it for this week. And then next week I'll be back in a doing more, I suppose. Um, and then my last kind of training goal is I want to do some shoulder health exercises because I had a really sore left, left shoulder the other day. And I was like, it was, it hurt me when I was swimming, which doesn't happen for me normally. Um, and I was a bit worried. I was like, I, I can't, I can't have this. If I want to do more swim volume, I can't have my shoulder playing up. So I want to do more shoulder health stuff. Like, you know, just strengthen up the muscles around my shoulders. But in saying that, um, I did notice that it hurt when I was sleeping on my left shoulder because I like sleeping on my left side. So I was like, what if I stop sleeping on my left side for the next couple of nights and see what happens? And it's actually feeling fantastic. So I think it was just because I was sleeping on it consistently that like hurt it a bit. So I've been sleeping on my back and it's been fine. Um, so interesting stuff for me, but that's what I kind of want to do with my training over the next however long i'm not going to sign up i'm not going to sign up for anything for at least a month um but that's what i'm gonna do with my training from now on um cool and then so i don't know why the fuck i said that oh that's what that's right so i watch uh, have i'm not sure if any of you if you guys have seen it and i won't know because you, you probably won't tell me because you can't speak through the podcast um but you can nod your head if you've seen the hundred on netflix and it's like fucking awesome i've finished i watched the last season again um it's quite old it's finished i think it finished a year ago two years ago um but yeah watch the last season again because it was fucking sick and like it, oh, i don't know it just brings up all the emotional feels in me and because i can't feel emotion without you know a tv show or something it's nice to feel stuff um so 
there's a concept. So let me let me like rewind because what I wrote down was I don't know. I was writing notes for the podcast, and this just hit me. It was like your view of the world is completely unique, and it won't be replicated. So when you die, that dies with you. Which I was like, that's pretty fucking hectic. Like, think about it. Like your view of the world through your eyes is the only view of the world in that way. No one else has that view. No one can never have that. No one can ever have the same view as you through your eyes. Um, and you're the only person, like you're the only person who has that. And then when you fucking die, that, that goes with you. Like that's the end of that. That's the end of that. You know, that's the end of that story. It just gets cut off. There's no, no, no more. It doesn't get, no one writes a second version to it. That's the end of it. Um, and it led me to thinking, I was like, what if, you know, the hundred was kind of true and the idea of um, like they have, this is not really a spoiler, they have drives that they put in their minds and they can hold someone's conscience, a consciousness, consciousness. They hold someone's like entire mind and the idea behind this is someone, you, your, your body dies, you take the mind drive out, you put it in a new body and then you keep going, you keep living, you can live forever. And I was like, I wonder if that's ever going to happen. Like I wonder if, there are going to be, there's going to come a time where certain people, um, certain people in history, we, we decide, all right, you need to live forever. So we put, give them a mind drive. And then like every time their body is about to die, they get a new body to live through. Um, pretty, pretty fucking crazy, wouldn't it? Imagine if like they decided they had like a cutoff, right? say 20 let's say 2040 first of the first 2040 if you're alive on the first of the first 2040 great you get a mind drive um and that's it like anyone that you can't have you can't birth anyone else like that's it that's the population they're the people that are going to live forever there's no one else no one else is coming into the world it's like great these are the people that we're going to carry forward with and then like you know they've somehow managed to gene- genetically engineer um hosts for you to jump into every time you fucking die or clone your clone your dna and grow clones for you to put your mind drive into when you when your body perishes that'll be pretty hectic and like whoever's alive on the first of the first 2040 is like whoever is going to be alive for the rest of forever until everyone gets blown to pieces that'd be pretty hectic um, these are, these are the things I think about when I'm sitting here by myself. It'd be pretty crazy. Anyway, it was just a, just a thought. Um, so, uh, I spoke about this briefly before. Um, I have, what am I trying to do? Training really gets buried for me. What? Oh, that's right. So I've been, I want to film like at least two recipes a week. Uh, that's my goal. Like I just want to film when I make shit. It's really, really easy. It's the hardest part, funny enough. So I want to film more of my cooking and stuff like that and put it out in real form. I'll put it out on my personal page. Um, But the hardest part about this for me is writing down the recipe because I just wing the shit out of everything I make. I don't follow a recipe for fucking jack shit unless it's like something new. I never follow a recipe. So I was making... I filmed like a, a creamy mushroom sauce and I just winged the shit out of it. And I was like, I don't even know what the quantities are of anything. So I had to go back and like visually picture like how many carrots I put in, how many mushrooms I put in. I was like, okay, 
I guess this is a rough idea because um, I'm so used to just winging the shit out of recipes that I never ever write down what ingredients go in or never really know what ingredients go in because it's just like off the cuff. Um, but yes, sorry, I'm going to put my chair up oh, because it keeps fucking, the gas keeps leaking out. It keeps sinking. Um, yeah, I want to put out, I want to record at least two recipes a week and then I'll give myself a bit of a backlog hopefully and then I can put a couple out a week in real form real r-e-e-l form not um real r-e-a-l um but speaking of real form so for me i really i realized recently i was like all the training reels that i put out get fucking buried mate for me they don't stay and i wonder like i just i just want to know what the criteria is around it like what makes a reel popular and what makes one get buried because yeah i put out a, a, a training one and it was just fucking you know just did fucking horrible and i was like damn i thought it was a pretty good fucking video i took time in videoing and i like thought about it it was really creative i thought and it just got fucking buried mate so i don't know maybe you got to make them real short um for the training ones and then longer for the recipes maybe that's something to experiment with but um i just thought it was interesting but yeah i want to put i want to start putting down more content content because i think reels are the secret to driving up like here we go talking about instagram shit again but the secret to getting um like people to your page and like what do they call it bear with me here ladies and gentlemen i'm just pulling up my instagram so that i can see how much something the information that i'm trying to find out is and what it's called insights reach there you go so the idea you want to try and drum up your reach um or i want to try and drum up my reach and at the moment my podcast page is actually doing better reach wise than my personal page which is pretty fucking cool so hopefully i get listeners from it um i haven't got any so far i don't think but you know who knows you just got to keep fucking uh, my philosophy is you just keep grinding and eventually it'll it'll pop so so i'm gonna keep doing um yeah my like the idea is to drum up reach and if you like for me if i do a post it gets like i don't know nowhere near as much reach as a reel will get like a reel will get you know three thousand plus views whereas a post might get a thousand um so for me reels are bang for buck fantastic so i'll put a bit more time into them i still want to do some posts but i feel like reels just do better and it's easier too like for me a post can look cool with a picture really cool like some of the iron man photos i got are fucking sick so i want to post them but at the same time it's easier for me to speak my thoughts across than it is for me to write them down um because it's just it's just easier i find it just comes across it's easier to talk things and to write shit down and close caption it you know i'll close caption it to the best of my ability um through my app that i use because i ain't writing that shit down um you've probably noticed like if you're an avid listener and an avid follower of the podcast page you'll know that when i post clips in real format i don't ever spell check or word check the um closed caption the subtitles never like they're always so wrong and i just like because i do fucking nearly 10 of them a time it's i don't have time to sit there watching each video for a minute plus and changing all the words that's got wrong like i might change the first two um first two like sentences to make sure they're good after that interpret it how you want um because i just can't be bothered 
unfortunately. And like, if I get a fucking 70% hit rate, it's pretty good. It's better than having no words. You can kind of decipher shit, um, you know, as you go, I suppose. Um, so, uh, what was I doing? I, oh, okay. So there's a few things that have been bothering me lately. Um, I'm going to, let's call them my pet peeves. I haven't done a segment like this for a while. I think the last time I did pet peeves was with was with Ben Gimino. Um So yeah, at the moment, my pet peeves are um, I'm not a, I don't do stand up. I like I want to eventually get into it. I would like to do it. Um, I've been writing a bit lately to try and get into it uh, and do an open mic. But like one of my biggest pet peeves at the moment is people using reels or people on reels or tiktok using audio from a stand-up comedy like a special so yeah people using audio from a stand-up comedy special and like dubbing it over themselves mouthing out the words and getting like a ridiculous amount of views it is so annoying i just i don't know why it grinds my gears so much but it's like you didn't come up with that didn't say it it is the most I don't know, man. It's just so fucking lazy in my eyes. It's like, come up with a joke. Come up with something and actually say it. Don't dub someone else's voice over your mouth moving and pretend like you're saying something hilarious. It'd be so easy to go and rip up one of Bill Burr's bits and use the audio from that and just be like, or steal one of fucking Tom Segura's stories and use that as your own. It doesn't work like that. It's not your material. It's fucking dumb. Come up with your own shit. Like, it's... I feel like you can almost get hit with copyright for it. Because it's... It is. It's their material. They put it out there. And you're stealing it and getting views from it. And getting, like... You could probably potentially monetize your platform. Um, You know, by blowing up. By putting out a bunch of fucking shit that you've copied off someone else. So, it's really annoying. It's grinding my gears. Pet peeves grinding my gears. Another thing... um, That's kind of annoying me lately is a lot of people posting about the the war in the Ukraine. And, like, I get it. Like, it depends on the context of the post. Like, some people are like, oh, sending my love. It's like, why don't you just send your love? Um, you know, if you don't have a massive following, just say, if you don't have, like, two, let's say 200, let's say 100,000 plus followers, right? If you don't have 100,000 plus international followers... Then posting, you know, oh, sending my love to the Ukraine, like, oh, sending my prayers and thoughts and stuff to them, like, that doesn't do anything. You're not achieving anything by saying that. No one really gives a fuck, unfortunately. It doesn't do anything. If you have more than that amount of followers, you might reach people, spread awareness about the problem and actually help. Like, you might influence brands to get in touch with you and donate shit. Like, yes, that works. We've got less than that. Like if I was to do it, for example, it wouldn't mean shit. It wouldn't put a dent in anything. No one would give a flying fuck um, about it. It wouldn't make a difference. So don't do it. Like, yes, if you want to really fucking help, do that in private. You don't need to post it to, to social media. I had this same problem with the fucking bushfires a couple of years ago. People have been like, oh, the bushfires, you know, fucking this and that, saying a bunch of shit. But like, you don't, don't say it just fucking do it like saying stuff i don't know i'm a i'm a doer i don't fucking say but i don't like saying shit unless i do it so like 
yeah, I don't know. I just get pissed off when people post a bunch of shit about fucking political or not political, but world disasters. And it's like, well, what are you fucking doing about it? You know, unless you have a huge follower base, don't bother because you're not achieving shit. Um, in saying that, though, the like, unless it's directly impacting you too, like the floods in New South Wales at the moment, like I see a lot of people posting about that and like sharing ways to donate and stuff like that. That is helpful. That's useful. That's you know, that's a good way to do it. Not someone posting, sending my love and prayers to people in New South Wales. It's like, great, your love and prayers aren't going to do shit for them. How about you share a way to donate materials or fucking supplies and stuff so we can actually help them, not just love and prayers, because that doesn't do much from afar. Um, but yeah, like, that's pretty fucking, like, to change the, the speed of this thing, that's pretty crazy. I was, I saw a couple of pictures about, like, how flooded things are and, it looks like there's in some areas it's like five meters of water which is ridiculous that's yeah fucking hell man that's so deep like that's getting rid of houses completely that's nearly two stories what's a story like three something meters that's nearly two stories gone fucking disappeared underwater almost enough to drive a boat over it which is ridiculous when you think about that volume of fucking water oh Mate, and then I saw, oh, I saw something, I was reading it, and it was very interesting, they were talking about how, like, deforestation and, like, us changing the landscape enhances flooding, because when we come in there, we <clears throat> rip out a bunch of trees, which, as a result, makes the dirt shittier, like, when the trees are in the dirt, the trees, one, break the water, two, the roots absorb some of the water. Three, the dirt is better quality, so it absorbs some of the water. And four, it's not like a funnel, like it disperses the water of a bigger area. So what happens when we come through is rip down all the we rip down all the trees, we pave the roads, and we kind of like create this flat plain of shit that doesn't absorb water so that all the water does is it just keeps building and building momentum until it gets to the point where it floods like insane amounts whereas if we had left it natural as the landscape intended like a bunch of trees and stuff like that it, the, the, the flood water would wouldn't have as much of an impact as it does when we've taken all that away um so it's like i don't know i feel like we cause all the problems we have mainly is what i'm trying to get at um, I don't think it has anything to do with global warming. Like, that's just my dumb opinion. But I don't think it has anything to do with global warming. I feel like it has more to do with how we've trashed the landscape to the point that it, this stuff doesn't absorb anymore. Like, for example, if you have a massive field of healthy forest and grass, that'll absorb so much more water than if you've farmed that dirt dry and the water just scoots across it because it's like concrete um like you take that you know imagine how much water one field could absorb if i can extrapolate that out to you know how many thousands of acres there are in the area that's been flooded it's like well it'd make a pretty big difference wouldn't it um so i feel like i don't know and then you got their fucking government that's like yep let's just support coal mining and coal fucking um coal burning for energy let's just do all the bad stuff to help us out uh, to, to try and, you know, save our fucking country. Fucking dumb, man. i got a sore voice. Um, yeah, so, like, fuck, went on a bit of a rant, hey? 
I just think it's interesting. I think agriculture and stuff like that is very interesting. And I feel like that's the shit they should be saying to people. They should be, you know, telling... I just don't know why we're not up front with this shit. Instead, we decide to bury it and cover it up. And if you say the real shit, you get fucking, you know, ridiculed by people. It's like, ugh. Brings us back to the cancel culture shit. I'm so sick to death of it. Just Why can't we have a fucking real argument instead of... All this bullshit. Fucking hell. Anyway, let's get on. Let's go to a, a nicer note. Um, I'll save that. I've got a bunch of facts here that I was like, oh, we'll share this. And it's not really a fun, lighthearted fact. So I'll save that for another day. Won't I, my friends? Um, uh-oh, spaghetti I thought I cut it. Command C. There we go. There we go. Did I, did I paste it? Yeah, I did. All right, cool. Sorry. Um, okay, I'm going to finish this with a lighthearted story, okay? Um, Caitlin and I, so this was last week in Geelong. Caitlin and I were enjoying some coffee and some food and a lovely cafe, uh, takeaway, a lovely cafe in Geelong, um, Feast. It's a vegan cafe. Go check it out if you're down there. It's fantastic. They are, like, really fucking... Uh, forward thinking in the way that they don't use takeaway coffee cups. They'll actually give you a cup and you have the coffee in it, but then it's a reusable cup, so you keep reusing it. And they like they, they, they do not use takeaway coffee cups. Like, you cannot get a takeaway coffee cup from them, um, which I think is fantastic um, because they're just get eliminating a massive amount of waste. If you think about how many takeaway coffee cups one uses in, you know, a week, like if you have coffee every day, that's seven cups. You know, over a year, what's seven times fucking 365? Wow, that's 2,500 cups over five years. That's 12,000 cups. That's insane. So um, they're eliminating that by, you know, not accepting it. That'd be really good food too. Anyway, we're sitting there, um, minding our own business, talking shit, you know, like eating some snacks. They, I had a a vegan like BLT, fucking awesome, the, I don't know what, they put like, this vegan feta, kind of not feta, but vegan cheese on it, wonderful, um, I'm sitting there, and then there's, these were these other ladies in the courtyard, kind of with us, and one lady, we hear one lady go to her friend, she goes to her friend, she goes, um, sorry, where is it, here we go, she, yeah, she goes, <clears throat> he's got the most fucked up teeth I've ever seen, I wish I could take him back. It's going to cost too much to fix them. And her friend responds with, what are the rules around that? Is there like a cooling off period? How much would it cost to fix them? And we were kind of like sitting there confused looking at each other. We were like, what is she talking about? Um, And the lady goes, like, I love him so much. And I couldn't think of, you know, life without him. I wish his, like, I wish his father, Josh, was around so that we could afford to, you know, fix his teeth and we were like what what is she fucking is she talking about a kid um and like she proceeds to you know describe him saying like um she's had to replace the couch she's had to replace the rugs because he soiled himself on them and he's just costing her so much money and her friend kind of is like well you know can you get rid of him can you kind of figure out a way to you know take him back um return him 
for lack of a better term, the words she used, not, not, not us. And we were sitting there like, holy fuck, this lady is talking about a kid. She's like bad mouthing a kid because the kid has fucked up teeth and he's going to cost too much. They must have like adopted or something. And we were sitting there like, oh my God, what are we witnessing? Do we like call the authorities? Do we call child services or something? And then her friend responds with, if I were you, I'd just take him back to the pound. Um, and see if they can take him back before you've got to spend any more money. And we're like, oh, she was talking about a dog the whole time, not a kid. Wow. So we were sitting there like, well, we were glad that she was talking about a dog and not a kid because that would have been fucked up. But um, you can see our confusion. We were like, wow, what have we just witnessed? What have we just sat through and like witnessed while being at this fucking cafe? It was... um. Yeah, it was interesting to say the least. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Um, I feel like I haven't even acknowledged what today's topic is, which I will in a second. I'm just, sorry, I'm writing. I'm trying to not include things I've missed out on in my notes. Um, yeah, cool. View of the world. Okay, yeah, done that, done that, done that. Cool. Um, all right. So I was also thinking, like, I was listening to Bill Burr's podcast today and, like, I got a appreciation to him because he's really fucking good if he's struggling for topics to talk about he will literally just google news um he'll be like he'll go all right cool like top news stories let's see what comes up and then he'll riff about the top news stories it's all fucking ukraine shit no storms and heavy uh, heavy storms and stuff like that and he'll just fucking wing the shit out of stuff talking about news stories and i was like cool maybe i could do a couple episodes where i just you know talk about a news story um but that would require me fucking having to do research and i don't really like doing research on stuff i'm more of a you know off the cuff kind of opinionated person um so anyway i just thought that was an interesting thing if you're not familiar with bill burr's work check it out he's pretty funny uh an acquired taste but funny because he just doesn't give a shit if people don't like him then whatever i actually listened to his he did a show over zoom Listened to it before Geelong last year, not this year, last year, and I was fucking sick. I was eating a burger. Anyway, um, so the topic this week, ladies and gentlemen, you've been waiting 42 minutes to hear it. It is, what makes something hard? And then what are my five hardest physical achievements? Top five. This is from Noah. He asked this a few weeks ago when I put it in a question box. And I like. I was like, cool, this is perfect. I'll put it in after my race because um, my race might make the list. And I don't want to like, you know, do it the week before and then fucking figure out, oh, shit, like, this was perfect for it. So anyway, I've done, I've done it here. I actually did an essay about this topic uh, last week to help me come up with points. One, to write an essay and actually get in some time, like, to help me. I'm just trying to get better at writing. As I've mentioned earlier, like, I'm trying to write some material for, um, like, potential open mics and stuff like that. And essays is the, the my chosen route. Um, so, yeah, I've been trying to do it more frequently. I'm actually going to try and do one tomorrow as well. Um, anyway, I decided to do one on this topic. So... Let's let's start with, so the question is, what makes something hard? And then I was like, great, what actually is the definition of hard? Because like in the term of f- something physically, mentally hard. Um, so the, the, the definition of hard is, 
I'm actually going to earmark this because this is the start of the interesting part. Um, hard is with a great deal of effort. Like that's defined. That's what the definition of hard is with a great deal of effort. It can be like it doesn't, the effort can be mental or physical. Um, what someone finds hard is completely specific to them. So this, th- these are the things you can learn from or you can understand from hearing the definition. Like what what someone finds hard is completely individualized. It doesn't matter what I find hard and you find hard. They're going to be different things. Um, this is why it's important to not compare ourselves to others because like if I went and compared myself to some of the pros that raced in Geelong, mate, I'd be fucking disappointed. The same as some of the people who have, who've, who had done their first who it was, how do I fucking say that? The same way, so I'd feel the same disappointment as someone who had done their first 70.3 in that race compared themselves to me. Like they would be disappointed because they'd be like, fuck, I'll never get there. It's like, yeah, I'll never get to the pro level. There's no point comparing myself because I, well, realistically, we all, so if I compare myself to someone who had, who did their first half Ironman, myself, and a pro, if we compared our efforts, I'm going to bet that they were all hard and equally hard. We just achieved different results. Um, so don't compare yourself to others. And this is a quote I heard from, I've heard it on Joe Rogan's podcast. I haven't actually listened to an episode of his podcast in like fucking two or three weeks. Um, anyway, I heard it on his podcast a while ago and it was like the hardest thing to ever happen to someone is the hardest thing to ever happen to them so like for me there's been a few things that have been a bit fucked up that have happened to me and defined me um and none of them are my physical achievements like physical stuff's pretty hard yes but most of the hardest shit that's happened to me has not had anything to do with my athletic achievements um uh but whereas like there are other people out there that the hardest thing to happen to them is like they got stung by a bee like that's pretty minor in comparison to some people and then there's you know i'm not going to say the shit that i've kind of been through i'll keep that private but if you compare the shit i've been through to someone who has lost their fucking legs or something like that then my shit is fucking minuscule in comparison to them so the hardest thing that you've kind of gone through is the hardest thing you've gone through it doesn't matter how hard it is in comparison to other people it's still hard compared to like the shit you've experienced in your life so like you can't really judge people for for you know finding not finding things or finding things hard that aren't really hard for you because they've gone through different shit so it's not you can't it's not comparable not comparable at all um so yeah i've written this here what you could find in hard comparison to someone else can be yeah okay so what you find hard in comparison to someone else can come down to your childhood and what you learned slash did through the environment you were exposed to when you were growing up like for some people literally the hardest thing was keeping themselves alive then for other people the hardest thing was getting all your homework done and then um there are other people out there that the hardest thing was performing at their sport training so all different levels of finding hard all different levels of like difficulty like all hard because it's all completely individualized but com- like a complete range of different things so for example the person who found um the person who struggled to keep themselves alive, if that was the hardest thing that would happen to them, they're going to have fantastic like um, survival skills, fantastic kind of life skills in comparison to the other people. Like if it was the hard, if the hardest thing that happened to you was um, doing your homework, then you're not going to have, you know, 
your life skills aren't going to be as good as this person who's struggling to stay alive. Whereas your skills um, in a like scholar environment are going to fucking crush their skills in a scholar environment because, um, you know, you were doing that. that. That's how you fucking grew up. Your hardest thing, your focus was on school and homework and shit like that. Whereas theirs wasn't. Theirs was, I need to fucking find food so I don't die. Same way goes someone performing at their sport training, you know, they're going to crush athletic stuff. Whereas if you haven't done that, then you're going to find that really hard at a lower level. Whereas for them, that lower level is going to be a fucking piece of piss. So it just, it's like, I know I've overcomplicated this question, but the idea is to overcomplicate it, to bring it back and like to pick it apart and then put it back together again. You know what I mean? So what makes something hard there are so many things that make it hard and it it is all determined on like how you've kind of grown up and what things you've exposed yourself to as you've grown up because like there are so many different levels like it could be so for me at the moment hard my hard swimming efforts are fucking much quicker than they were six months ago and if i was to stop swimming for six months then my hard swimming efforts are not going to be anywhere near like i'll look at the times i'm doing now it's going to be unattainable. Like if I stop training altogether for like six months or three months, even three weeks, and I looked at my half Ironman times, unattainable. I would not be able to fucking get it. Like it would be so hard for me to actually achieve that. Whereas now, like it was pretty hard, but it's nowhere near as hard as it would be if I didn't train. You know what I mean? So there's so many fucking variables that go into this shit. And it's like that's just indi- on that that there that example is just on an individual basis you start comparing individuals then there are just fucking eons of different variables like another one olympic weightlifting right ben's doing a bit of olympic weightlifting at the moment and like it's more difficult for taller people to kind of do it or people with longer like i have really long legs and it makes it kind of difficult for me to hit the right spots so it's just technically more difficult for me to do the simple things than it is for someone who has a kind of better frame like you know a fucking 510 dude who's just perfectly proportioned they're gonna crush that kind of shit in comparison to me because i'm gonna find it really hard and i've got like long levers and it just makes it really difficult a better example would be squatting Squatting is really difficult for me because I've got long femurs and it just puts me in a shit position. Whereas, you know, someone who has perfect biometrics for squats, they're going to crush the shit out of it. It's going to be really easy for them. Um, I got so lost on that, that train of thought. But what I'm saying is like, it's you can't compare what I find hard compared to what you find hard because they're going to be completely different based on so many variables, physical attributes, what happened to you when you were growing up, what you've exposed yourself to throughout your life, where you're at in your life, like all sorts of different things um, can make a change. So that's why it's important to like, I guess you can only really compare within a certain time frame of what you find hard and if you're continuing. So for me, if I continue training my Ironman stuff, I can continue comparing what I find hard to what I've done in the past in terms of that sport. But if I stop doing that and deviate, then I have to start a new fucking timeline of what's hard and what's not hard Um, because I've changed. Like I can't keep comparing myself to, you know, the past stuff. Unless we're talking generally. Like unless I... I guess that's an example because some of my examples are are generalized. So unless you choose a specific moment in that kind of thing or like where you really struggled to complete something regardless of where your fitness was, I guess 
I guess it is. Like, I guess you can compare um, stuff from the past, like difficulties where you were. Like, you know, you could compare your first marathon to your fucking fifth marathon. Your fifth marathon is going to be hard, but it's not going to be as hard as your first one. So I guess, yeah, I guess fucking hell. Oh, this is just such a confusing question, Noah. Like, good job, bro. Oh, you fucking, you've stumped me on this one. I even planned the shit out of this and I'm fucking struggling. Um, there are just so many variables that go into this. Like, so, yeah, right. So you can't compare to other people and then you've got different levels of fucking difficulty. Like, <clears throat> I used this example before. Like, you've got different levels of hard for different levels of performance. So, like, there's a pro, a pro Ironman athlete me someone in the middle and then someone at the fucking tail end who's just got into it the pro is working hard i'm working hard and the fucking rookie's working hard we're all working hard like it's all going to be hard for us but the fucking stretch of like finishing times could be over like three two or three hours which is insane so performance doesn't really equate to difficulty difficulty is kind of like its own thing if you will um what what's the next one what makes it different is some people have trained themselves yeah there we go so um like the way i kind of described it when i was writing notes is what makes it different is people have kind of trained themselves to push that barrier of what makes something hard back and i feel like you can do that in life in general like if you generally expose yourself to difficult things your barrier of what you find hard or um, like breakably hard, meaning like it breaks you, is going to be pushed further and further back, um, which is good, I suppose. But once you hit, like the further back you push it, it means like the harder it's going to be to get there. And then when you do get there, it's going to be a bigger fucking, you know, it's going to be a bigger bang than if you have it closer. Um, I think, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Um, I'm going to actually stop for a second and replace my GoPro battery because I'm paranoid. Sorry about that one, guys. We are back. Um, yeah, I am paranoid about my GoPro overheating because it's happened before and then I've lost my footage because it's hot today and I wanted to put the air conditioning on because it is fucking hot, as I mentioned just then. Um, so I kind of forgot to listen to the track before I started again, so I don't know where I was, but I know I was getting really fucking confused in, in on myself. So i made the call i was like why don't i just skip to the summary and then i can you know cover it off so basically where i got in my essay when i was writing this thing i was like okay cool if i had to put it down to a simple criteria what makes something hard then you it determined it is determined by a factor of like three things right what were you exposed to when you were like what were you exposed to as you've been going through life what what were you exposed to by others as you're progressing through life then it's what have you exposed yourself to as you progressed through life and then it is like what are your areas of expertise meaning like what areas is your threshold or your hard threshold going to be higher um and by hard threshold i mean like level that you get to before something becomes hard so for running you know some people it's like okay i can't run under three minute 30 k's or other people it's like i can't run under six minute 30 k's so like the person who can't run under three minute 30 their threshold for hard is higher because they can run faster you know what i mean um so yeah i've put narrowed i've narrowed it down to those three things and that determines what makes something hard and those three questions are going to be answered differently for absolutely every person in the world um so 
like some people may have not been exposed to any hard things from other people as their lives progressed whereas others have an endless list of shit so completely different things are going to determine what makes something hard but i am here today to answer a question of what are my five hardest things i've done or hardest achievements um that i have achieved if you will or ticked off so the first one goes without saying if you're a fan of the podcast you know that the hardest thing i've done in my career as a novel novice 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 hobbyist athlete is the two bays trail run and this is a prime example of you know expertise having something to do with it for me i went in underprepared as i did with uh, i did this with shane shane egan the uh, gray wolf and ben benjamino uh ben smith the um dr fat blueprint we all went in undercooked for this one um and it was just the hardest run ever i went in and decided to change my shoes the fucking day of the race and wear shoes i hadn't worn for like a year um and it was just a fucking disaster like everything i just oh mate i'm so so surprised i finished i was sore for like a week i couldn't walk properly my feet were fucked my legs were fucked everything was fucked um so that was the hardest event I'm so surprised I finished it. I just went in underprepared and it was just mental and it was a mental battle for like at least 70% of the run. Um, so yeah, that's number one on the list for sure. I should have gone backwards. It's too late now, isn't it? Um, then number two is the Cairns Ironman purely because it was a full Ironman. It was like fucking 12 no 11 hours 11 hours and one minute how could i forget um 11 hours of rough it was so bad and like another aspect of that being second on the list is the night after and my stomach cramps being so so painful um that it just you know it made it 10 times worse and it was just a fucking hard race like if i include the training in that one fuck it takes the cake as number one but i'm not gonna include the training it was you know it was it was just really hard it was really really hard um as it's supposed to be it's a fucking iron man there's a reason not everyone does it and then third on the list is the spartan ultra beast it was like 50 something k's in bright and the reason this was rough was like we actually crushed it ben and i um but the first half of it was really difficult because i was like i had my fucking i was battling my eating disorder it was really hard for me to say that um at that time and i didn't eat properly the night before well i did and then i fucking threw it all up stupid see all right side note okay i was saying i was using i was t- talking to my psychologist um the other day or last week and i used the word stupid to describe myself and you know some of the things that i'd been through when i was growing up and she's like see that's not good you can't talk to yourself like that you just called yourself stupid when like you didn't know any better you were only doing what you thought was beneficial for you so like at the time i thought that you know i was stuck in this loop of like the eating disorder and stuff like that so i wasn't stupid just misinformed and like in a dark place so i'm gonna take that stupid back anyway um i got a fucking it was a shit start i just didn't have enough food in me and i was eating while we were racing thankfully and that kind of you know towards the end of the race i like built up my fucking energy stores and i was like all right we're in now like let's go the first half was rough as the first lap um of like 20 something k's was really difficult so that was that's why that's third on the list there's probably an equal um 
equal third would be the first road marathon that I did with Ben and Shane as well. Like didn't really prepare well for that either and decided to wear shoes that gave me sore feet um, and a new pair of socks that I'd never worn before and they gave me blisters. So that was really hard as well. But they're probably equal third. Then fourth, this one I was either going to put fourth, third or fourth. Um, To be honest, it was probably third, but you know, it's too late now. Um, It was the 16-hour ride for women's violence that Ben and I did with the Eltham Leisure Centre. We rode a bike for 16 hours continuously. We kept it spinning. Um, We swapped every 10 minutes for 16 hours, which meant we did eight hours each, and it was a very long day. We started at 5.30 and finished at 9.30, I think. I think that's 16 hours. It was fucking rough. Um... It was just, yeah, we underestimated the shit out of that. Like, we rolled in, we're like, like we didn't think about it until the week of. And we're like, oh, yeah, we'll just come in at, you know, just roll in at like 4.30, 5 o'clock, do some stretching, and we'll be good to go. And then, um, yeah, we started, and we're like, cool. It was great for like until 11 o'clock, and then we're like, oh, shit. Like, we have so much more to do. Um, and it was just, yeah, it just got kind of worse from there well it got worse and then like when the gym got busy at four o'clock it was good and then like when it got quiet at six we were like we have three and a half hours to go what the fuck like no one was there it was dark it was gloomy we were both fucking sore delirious like the music was i don't even know what we were doing i don't even know how we did it to be honest um but that was probably one of the hardest things i've done and then fifth would be my first 70.3 in geelong back in 2020 that was really hard i crossed the line and almost blacked out because i just i don't know i just didn't i was inexperienced um doing this stuff so i crossed the line and almost blacked out that was really challenging um obviously it was my first one so i had black I had no idea what i was in for and then just you know went in probably a little bit undercooked as well like i had only just started training um but like it was fun it was just really hard um and then a bonus like there's i'm sure there's others in this but i'm going to throw in a bonus was i mentioned it a couple of weeks ago i think it was the training day for my iron man like eight plus hours where i was riding with james and we drove out to you know seymour he got a flat and then we got back and it was like fuck i had to start at 12 o'clock and i had eight plus eight or more hours of training to do that day and it was just, I didn't finish until 6.30 at night. I'd been going since like 6.30 in the morning, 5, 5 or 6.30 in the morning. Didn't finish till like 6.30 at night in the dark. And it was just a disaster. All I wanted to do was go to bed. But I chalked that up as just a mental training day. Um, so they're the hardest, they're my hardest achievements. In uh, the top five hardest achievements. Two bays, taking the cake. We'll probably always take the cake unless I decide to take a year off. Iron Man, and then do a full Iron Man. In which case, that'll probably take the cake. Um, then I decided to like reorder them in order of like what I'm most proud of for myself for achieving. And I think my Iron Man takes the cake. I am so proud of that one. I like, yeah, it was just it's just a feat. Something I want to tick off the bucket list. Not many people actually do it. Like I know once you're in that crowd, there were a heap of people, but not a lot of people actually take that first step into ticking one off. It's a lot of training, a lot of hours, a lot of commitment, and I'm just so proud of myself for actually following through and ticking that off the list, um, as I'm sure everyone who finishes one is. So that's that takes a cake. Then second is last week's, or two weeks ago, that race. Um, I just think I trained so well for this race and put in so much time and was really considerate with everything I did towards it and just went out there and 
did what I was supposed to do. So I'm really proud of my effort and came top 10 in my age group, which um, was like Nicola was saying, the field was pretty stacked. So I'm pretty happy with that. Um, so that's probably the second, or that is the second most proud thing I've achieved. Um, third is two bays. Not proud of my race time, but proud of my like commitment to just keep going. I remember one of the hardest things for me was my watch played up. Like I was due to get a new watch that week and it didn't come and then I had to use my old watch that was playing up and then it just played up throughout the whole race so I never actually got the proper distance recorded on my um, Garmin which was a pain in the ass so um, I just remember that was fucking with me at like the 50k mark I had 6k's left and it was just it was so difficult and I'm so proud of myself for like overcoming that and just you know sticking with it because I was talking about this with Ben so I was talking about this with Ben the other day and like there's a quote, I don't know, I'll probably touch on this more specifically later, but there's a quote by Colossus in Deadpool and he's like, you got four or five moments to like prove you're a hero or whatever. And I believe like you do have not so not so much as four or five, but you in your life you do have moments where it's like, all right, it's really hard now. This is a test. If I overcome this, I'm going to level up and you've got to take those opportunities like in two bays i was faced with a test i was like this is a test if i can stick this out and get through this i'm going to level up and like it's going to be great so i was like just fucking stick with it keep rolling and i finished and it was hard and it sucked but i leveled the fuck up same as that hard iron man training day like you know i knew it was going to be shit i was like you know what if i get through this I'm going to level the fuck up and going into the Ironman, I'm going to have a whole lot more confidence than if I fucking quit. So I just fucking took it on the chin and just kept charging forward. So like if you are faced with a moment in your life where you're like, this is fucking hard, I really want to quit. Just think to yourself, like if I get through this, I'm going to level up. And like if that's not enough, then I get it. Like, you know what? You can quit. It's not the fucking end of the world. But if you don't quit and you push through it, oh, mate. You will, you will be rewarded, um, and it is fucking wonderful, um, and then fifth on that list is the Spartan Ultra, like, oh no, sorry, I've got to go back to fourth, fourth on the list is a 16-hour ride, and then fifth is the Spartan Ultra, like, I'm really proud of the 16-hour ride, because we kind of agreed to it without really thinking about it, and like, we could have just stopped, we didn't have to do it, it was for fun, um, but we didn't, we stuck it out, like, that was fucking really cool, it was like a good bonding moment, that's why, like, Ben and I are such good and strong mates because we've fucking like suffered so many things together. Even Shane, we've suffered so many things as a fucking crew. It's like, you can't take that from us. Like we've bonded over some fucking really difficult stuff and really hard times and you can't take that. Like that's why I find training with someone or like experiencing a difficult session with people is so bonding. Like if you go out there and you fucking, you know, if you go and trek fucking for a couple of days with a group of people you're going to be you're going to have a bond that no one can fucking break because you've spent so much time doing grueling things together that no one can break that shit so like that's how you know that 16 hour ride for ben and i was like a massive fucking tick in the friendship box it was like great this is unbreakable now we've gone through the fucking ringer together um we've spent 16 hours suffering together and we're still good mates so it's like great we're fucking sweet um and then the Spartan Ultra Beast was fifth on that list because Ben and I came first and second for our age group. We were the only ones in our age to actually finish uh, within the time cap and we finished together like as a fucking crew. It was the fucking best, man. It was just, yeah, 
it was a fucking good race so much fun so much fun and it like in a way it just birthed me into all this other stuff so like a massive fucking tick for that that one that one back then um but yeah so thanks Noah. that was a really good question um what makes something hard you know what makes it hard rewind and listen to my fucking criteria that i came up with while writing an essay in 40 minutes um yeah so this is that's that that's that one what was what am i going to do for next week's podcast so next week i'm actually going to do a bit of a recovery podcast i'm going to talk about recovery secrets from an avid iron man um i'm going to you know tuck tick off the big ones like sleep nutrition hydration stress blood flow like all the fucking good ones um and what i do and what i know i should do to try and improve recovery um and i noticed the biggest one was like the biggest one's been well actually no i'm gonna fucking hold this a secret until next week so you're gonna have to wait um but yeah i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i know i went on a bit of a fucking rant there and like got a bit lost um in my own fucking explanation of shit which you know i'm gonna blame on my adhd i'm pretty sure i mentioned to you guys why I struggled with concentration. I did. I mentioned it in last week. So I remember clipping it up while I was editing the video. Um, but yeah, hope you guys enjoyed it. It was a good uh, good episode, I think. Um, or my opinion of it is. Anyway, um, I will... Yeah, I'll touch in with you guys next week. If you want to fucking check out some pretty cool recipes, I'm going to be putting up my hummus. Hummus? Oh, actually, this episode will come out after I've put up them. But yeah, check out my page. I'll put up some fucking sick recipes. Um, yeah, happy days. Well, there was something else I was going to fucking touch on with you guys. Oh, I don't... Oh, I don't know. Um, Hamish and Andy's podcast is back. I listened to it today. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah. I'm just ch- checking my fucking emails. You know, the, the huge... Yeah, if you've got any suggestions for the podcast, keep forgetting to put up question boxes, but if you've got any suggestions, just fucking send me a message. If you listen to it, then you, like, care enough, I suppose, to send me a message and tell me about a topic that you want to listen to otherwise i'll just keep coming up with cool shit by myself um but yeah happy days uh hope you guys have a fucking ripper week this week because i'm putting this out on sunday i keep forgetting i keep thinking it's going to go up immediately um hope you guys have a ripper ripper fucking you know week this week um and i'll speak to you next weekend or next monday whenever you guys listen to this yeah happy days peace out motherfuckers (laughs) 